Welcome to Debunkers, a podcast series focusing on Scottish myths and legends. I'm Georgia. I'm Philippa. I'm Zabel. And I'm Ailey. And today our focus is Overton Bridge. Scotland is famous across the world for its folklore, from the widely chronicled Loch Ness Monster to Glasgow's lesser-known Jenny with the Iron Teeth. Superstition is deeply embedded into our culture. On this podcast, we'll discuss what truth, if any, there is to these old wives' tales. We'll also be speaking to some locals to get a sense of what these stories mean to them. For this episode, we're heading to Dumbarton, home of Overton Bridge, less poetically known as the Dog Jumping Bridge. It was built in 1862 and overlooks the burn from which it got its name, spanning a 60-foot drop, which is proven perilous. George is going to give us a wee bit of background, so I'll pass over to you. Before we can consider possible reasons behind the dogs jumping from the bridge, it's important that we know more about the history and setting of Overton itself. Situated on a hill that overlooks the River Clyde, the manor is surrounded by a lot of wildlife and lush greenery, which is what makes it such a popular spot for dog walkers. As well as its original purpose as a family home, the current owners, Bob and Melissa, who will actually be sharing their thoughts with us on this episode, have turned it into a Christian centre for those in crisis. But before we hear a little bit from them, let's take a look at the very first people to have lived there. The history of the estate dates back to 1862, when the house was first built for James White. He initially wanted to use the property as a country retreat, but he loved the area so much that he purchased even more of the surrounding land and the whole family moved in. Superstition still surrounds the estate and it's the centre of many local ghost stories. One that many swear by is the story of Lady Overton. When her husband John White, who we mentioned earlier and in his later years went by the name of Baron Overton, died sometime in 1908, she apparently walked back and forth across the bridge every day for over 20 years in mourning for him. They never had children and she supposedly died miserable. Since then, there have been multiple claims that she was spotted on the grounds as a ghostly figure looking out the windows and her presence has been felt on the bridge itself. There are a lot of stories going around about the Overtons, particularly Lady Overton, who's kind of rumoured to haunt the premises. We just we just wanted to ask you if you've ever had any kind of experiences with something maybe you can't explain or any strange feelings, because from what we kind of gathered from research, a lot of like the local people resonate with this kind of story. Well, the difference between me and them is that none of them live in the house, and I do, <laughs> and that we've never had that kind of experience. It wasn't actually long after Lady Overton died that people first began to record cases of the dogs leaping from Overton Bridge. And the numbers tend to range depending on who you ask, but it's thought that at least 50 dogs have died since then. Though writer Paul Owens, who published a book about it in 2018, he's pretty passionate about what happened there, estimates it's over 100. Naturally, rumours began to surface amongst the people of Dumbarton who know of the estate's history. And they think that a possible reason for the dogs jumping could be a nudge from the ghost that haunts the grounds. However, Owens has offered a kinder explanation, which I like and personally prefer. And this is the Rainbow Bridge Theory. So in his theory, he references Norse mythology, where there was a crossway between our world and the realm of the gods. In his opinion, Overton Bridge acts in a similar way and marks a spot where heaven and earth overlap. As animals are supposed to sense things we can't, could it be possible that the dogs are sensitive to this portal? Overton's current owner, Bob, gave us some exclusive insights into goings-on at the estate. He denies ever seeing a ghost, but he does feel that Overton as a place is prone to the supernatural. He prefers to think of the presence as angels and recounted his experiences for us. Could this confirm Owen's theory that Georgia mentioned? We do see angels, which is very different. That's something that is also a common occurrence uh, on the grounds and at the house, angelic beings appearing in, in the house. Um, my wife walked into the living room one morning and there's a, uh, 
uh, she would assume it was an angel sitting in the chair, uh, a large being. Uh, and uh, he looked at her and said, it's going to be all right, and disappeared. So, Philippa, I know you were researching the scientific side. Can you maybe tell us a bit about that? Yeah, there are a few different concepts out there which have tried to explain why so many dogs have acted strangely around the bridge. A lot of people seem to think that the dog behaviour is driven by animal scents, which are coming up from the river below the bridge. They seem to think that there are a lot of mink and otters and other species living down there, which might be producing smells, which are making the dogs act erratically. Also, there are some theories that there's maybe a little bit of an optical illusion going on. Most of the cases that I've seen discussed have involved the dogs jumping from almost like a turret structure on the end of the bridge, which has small gaps that the dogs are going through. So people think that these structures are maybe contributing to bad visibility and maybe meaning that the dogs don't realise just how much of a drop there actually is. Also, there's foliage which grows around the bridge and the riverbank, which is pretty high, so it makes it look like there's less of a drop as well. I think possibly the wildlife scents are sending the dogs in a bit of a chase. Maybe not even that different to the, the way they might do in a field if they maybe caught the scent of a rabbit, but in this instance, they're chasing a smell and not realising that they're jumping from such a height. So maybe for me, I think anyway, that the most likely explanation might be a combination of the two factors, the sort of sciencey explanations and, you know, maybe some spiritual factors as well. But And I also saw online that most of the dogs involved tend to be breeds with longer snouts and an elevated sense of smell, which might back up some of these mink or otter related theories. I'm sure that dogs jumping off things that they probably shouldn't isn't an entirely exclusive problem to the Overton estate. I mean, sure, maybe that there there have been more instances than would be expected in this one location, but those numbers could surely be boosted by the visibility and wildlife factors that I've just mentioned. When we spoke to Bob, the owner of Overton, he did suggest that some people might be exaggerating their encounters. And some people just don't always tell the truth when they talk about their dogs jumping off the bridge. So yeah, I, I think it's very overblown as for us personally you know we've had dogs the whole time we've been there and never had that experience so <laughs> but, your uh, your dogs are all fine <laughs> they haven't caught yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're too lazy or i don't know you know <laughs> they're just not <laughs> they're just not predisposed to to doing that you know so i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's very it is it's a very odd thing and you know i mean People like their their 15 minutes of fame. We've personally seen six dogs go over the edge. And our experience with that has been that most of them were very curious and just just tumbled over. So do you think that there's one central cause of all of this? Do you think it's something to do with Overton itself? I don't know that it's, it's supernatural. Uh, it could be. Uh, Overton is known as a thin place. Yeah, you know, it's a fair point, and I'm not sold on one theory above another. And I think it could maybe still be a combination of something along those lines and maybe wildlife scents, optical illusions, all that sort of thing that I mentioned before. Is it something that you take precautions for now? Do you warn people, or is it is it clearly marked? No, you know, I mean, the funny thing is, is that for all the publicity, the council has never put a sign up saying, uh, please uh, keep your dog on the lead. And it's maybe a case-by-case case instance, because I have heard some cases of people who have dogs there that 
are totally fine off the lead, never sort of stray too far and have reported that they've acted a bit funny. There is a lot to think about there. Personally, I don't really believe in myths, but it's definitely interesting to consider different perspectives. And it was a great to hear from Bob, especially about his angel sighting, which was different to anything our research brought up. That's given us a lot to think about. And if you've got any other myths you'd like debunked, then please send some ideas in and we look forward to you joining us throughout the rest of the series.